Dumelang Avusheni and hello hi Mzanzi. Nolu Tandangakani here and welcome back to the Health for Mzanzi podcast. I'm here to walk through your shame with you as you seek answers to those scary questions you are too afraid to ask about in public. I've got you through all those uncertainties, achy bones and your heart's woes. Cancer ambassador and prostate cancer survivor David Basinocha believes that if you still think that cancer is a woman's illness, you would be sorely mistaken. Basinocha was first diagnosed with prostate cancer while living abroad in Sydney, Australia. Prostate cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in South African men. An estimated 1 in 23 men will develop prostate cancer in their lifetime. David joins us this week to discuss his prostate cancer journey. So my first question to you, David, is the recommended age that men should talk to their doctors about screening starts at age 40. What advice would you give to a man who might be hesitant to get checked for prostate cancer? Well, I mean, I would definitely encourage them not to be afraid of anything because it's all about them. It's all about their health. I know men, men can sometimes be very reticent. They, they don't want to sometimes to even know their health condition. But cancer is, is a big challenge. It's a growing challenge, prostate cancer to many men. And therefore, the earlier you know your status, the better. And it means that even if you are positive in terms of the prostate cancer, then you can take early action, you can go for treatment, and then increases your chances of surviving. It's really all about your health and you are the most important person to you. And therefore, why not take care of yourself? Why not just ensure that everything is okay? Let's go back to now your journey. How did you find out? Like, what was your thoughts when you found out that, you know, you had prostate cancer? My wife and I were living in Australia then. We just went for routine health check, both my wife and myself. And then they took blood tests and when those results came out, they told me that I had prostate cancer. It was quite a surprise and obviously a shock because it's the last thing I was expecting. Then they told me that my cancer was very aggressive. They used what they call a Gleason score on a scale from 1 to 10. The higher out of 10 it is, the more aggressive it is. So they said mine was 8 slash 9 out of 10. So I literally panicked. I just told myself, well, this is the end of my life because I had had two brothers who had died of cancer as well. And so the doctors, my oncologists were saying that, well, if you've got brothers who died of cancer and your cancer is very aggressive, they were saying it was stage four. And so they said it most likely it has spread to other parts of your body already, maybe the lungs or the brain or whatever. And, and so I panicked for a whole week. I could hardly sleep. And then on the sixth day, because I was sleeping an average of three or four hours a day, on the sixth day, three o'clock in the morning, I was lying awake. Then I asked myself this question about who exactly was I? What was I doing there out there in Australia? And then I remembered I was a life coach and I'd had clients that I'd worked with. I'd helped them with their challenges, some health relationship, some health challenges, some relationship challenges, some work issues. 
And they're always coming back to me saying that I really made a big difference for them in their lives, especially when I was saying to them that in this life, it's not so much what happens to you, but rather how you choose to respond to what happens to you. So that switched my thinking because I was so afraid for all these days since the diagnosis and fear was running my life. And I realized that although I was sick when I was diagnosed, I was now starting to feel sick, to feel unwell. And I realized it was because my thinking was not in the right place. So I decided what is the opposite of fear because fear was running my life. And I realized faith was the opposite of fear. And I said, what about if I threw out my treatment? Because as a life coach, it helped me to switch to my coaching mode as well. And I said, what about if I choose throughout my treatment to look at my situation in a positive way? And that's exactly what I decided to do. And I approached the whole thing from a very positive perspective. And I went through 18 months of treatment with a very positive outlook. I used conventional interventions, radiation therapy, and what they call hormonal therapy, as well as natural health interventions as well. And so I consulted with natural health specialists as well, in as far as my condition was concerned. And after 18 months of treatment, I went for tests and my cancer had gone into remission. So how long have you been in remission now? Since September 2012. David? How has your experience through prostate cancer also changed you? It has changed me in many ways because it has changed me from somebody who was afraid of challenges or problems, somebody who realized that problems are actually here to to grow us, to help us, because I thought I was definitely going to die. But when I decided to look at my situation in a positive way, then it changed everything. And in fact, from that experience, I decided to write a book. So I wrote a book about my experiences with cancer. The title is Winning Attitudes in the Face of Adversity. I discovered eight attitudes that I used when I was going through my cancer experience that helped me to continue to be positive. Because I mean, even if I decided at one point to be positive, but I needed to maintain that. So I had to develop uh, daily skills and ways of talking to myself because I realized that, in fact, one of the most powerful things is how do you speak to yourself? Do you speak to yourself negatively or do you speak to yourself positively? And so that's one discovery besides the book. And also since then, been able to help even a lot more people in terms of dealing with their challenges and saying that you can overcome your challenges, whatever they are. But it starts with you. It's about your mindset. What questions do you think that newly diagnosed patients should ask their doctors early on? What things do you wish that you knew back then that you know now? Yeah. Well, I would, I, I would, I would kind of questions that obviously one asks is about how serious is it? What stage is it? And also to try and understand prostate cancer itself and to look for some literature in terms of how prostate cancer develops in a person. But also what I found very helpful was I looked for books of people who had experienced cancer and overcome it. I read some books of people who had done that, and that really encouraged me as well to deal with the challenge. And I would encourage somebody who has been diagnosed to realize that cancer is just a word like any other disease. 
And that, for instance, in the modern age, with the kind of advancement that our medical system has gone through, is something that you can actually overcome, provided you are positive yourself. Because if you are negative, then it means that you are inviting a lot of stress into your body, and that's a pleasure for the cancer cells as well. I also discovered that once I was diagnosed, something I found out was the fact that nutrition is a very important part of even before cancer. If I had known the kind of foods I should have been eating before cancer, that would help me to stop cancer from attacking my body and threatening my life, I would have probably been in a better position. But then after my diagnosis, I did I changed my diet quite drastically. For instance, I stopped eating things like beef and sugar because after doing a lot of research, I found that sugar is very welcome food for cancer cells. The same with beef as well. If you eat this beef, especially with the modern production of beef where the cattle are fed with hormones and steroids so that they can grow fast because prostate cancer, for instance, is a hormonal cancer. Some of this food has got lots of hormones and whatnot and steroids, and that is food for cancer as well. So one thing I learned to do was during my treatment to eat as much food as I could that would starve the cancer cells and stop them from growing. I didn't know that, you know, food or diet also played such a big role in your journey towards survival. Definitely does. How then can your friends and family support a man during the prostate cancer journey? I think the best support from the family, of course, is not so much to, yes, they need to support you, they need to take care of you, but I think it's important for you as the patient to have more control because if you feel too helpless and too dependent on your friends and relatives and whatnot, then you might then begin to see yourself as somebody who is progressively losing control. And I think you don't want to lose your control. You want to be the person in charge of the situation, make decisions. But of course, ask your family to help you in making those decisions. If you can, you are the one who does more of the finding out from your doctor, reading and whatnot. So that if you can be the most informed person, then that also empowers you to make decisions about your situation. What was the most difficult part of your prostate cancer journey and what did you do to help yourself get through it? Well, of course, the most difficult part was, as I explained at the beginning, my fear of death, that once you are told you've got cancer, the next thing you think about is dying. It's extremely important that for me, I was helped by the fact that I realized that although my brothers had died of cancer, I was different from my brothers. I was unique. I was different from them, which is one of the things I wrote in my book about my unique identity, that I was different from my brothers, that because my brothers had died of cancer, I did not have to die of cancer. And also the discovery that my mind is the most powerful weapon that I have, and that the more positively I can use it, the more I effectively I can deal with whatever challenge or problem I come across. So my greatest fear was you know, the fear of dying. Definitely many days during that week, I dreamt myself actually dying and I had dreams of people burying me because I was so scared. 
the discovery of the power of my mind that I can actually choose to think positively and able to deal more successfully with my problem. Because I got to a point where I said, even if I was going to die the following week or the following month, it's better for me to die with a positive mindset. It's better for me to die cheerfully. And that became a really a very strong attraction for me because I wasn't sure for those eight months whether I was going to live or I was going to die. But because I had more hope, it became very clear that if I could, even if I was going to die, and if I could die with a positive mindset, I would have a much better death. I don't know whether that makes any sense. No, it doesn't make perfect sense, David. For men, I would definitely encourage all men to go for early testing. As you said earlier on, 40 years of age, from that time onwards, you must have at least an annual checkup on your prostate to make sure that the prostate is okay and there's been no development of uh, prostate cancer in you. And that also gives you a sense of security. You confidently go about with your life because you are sure of where you are in relation to this challenge that is called prostate cancer. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health Forms Zanzi podcast, David. Now, if you are looking for more on our conversation on how it's okay to be vulnerable in cancer diagnosis, visit healthformzanzi.co.za. And dear friends, if you are in a medical bind or just looking for a shoulder to cry on, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. Alternatively, you can send us a WhatsApp on 063-633-0628. I would never blue tick you, babes. Cancer poses a threat to the masculine identity because it entails lack of control over one's body and other consequences incompatible with traditional masculinity. It's not always that you find that men are allowed to be vulnerable, but I think through a major life shift with an illness like cancer, let people feel their feels. That brings us to the end of episode 85 of the Health from Zanzi podcast, Lulu Nakani. Have a great week and remember to show your girl some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.